Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, here we are again, Uncle Dwight with Net with Hayden Brunkle and Dwight. Brunkle Dwight. You want to explain that? Um, when I met Dwight, how many years ago? It must have been twelve. Oh, years we ago. met eleven years ago. So not twelve, Dwight. Okay, eleven. <laughs> it's probably eleven years ago. I thought he was more of um, a Brunkle than a just an uncle because an uncle is someone who's like I don't know. Some people are close to their uncles. I am, but not in a like bro kind of way. Bro kind of <laughs> way. I don't know. So you felt like I was sort of like half like close, a brother, but not a brother. More like a bro. Not that I have. What's bro. the difference between a brother and a bro? <laughs> well, a brother is like your Dana's child, and I never felt like that. R- right. Like, so I was like, no, he's just closer than that. So he became Brunkle. Which I liked. Brunkle Dwight. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never heard that word before. So we are here. I don't think it's a word. I don't think it's a word. (laughs) (laughs) Did I say that it's Wednesday, February 1? Uh, Just to give a little context. And I'm here again, obviously, with Hayden and Julie. And on Wednesdays, uh, I like to ask people, so how did you get connected to Victory Point? We know a guy. <laughs> yeah, when we moved here last March, we were staying at a random house up on the north side, and we had never gone to Dwight's church, even though he had been there for a few years because we mm-hmm. weren't living here. Um, and so the first Sunday, we were like, hey, let's let's go check it out. We're close. We'll go visit. We'll see, we'll see what we think. And so we went, and we... Haven't gone anywhere since. Well, to preface we, this, we had left a church back, I say back home, because it's my yeah. home, um, that we really adored, and mm. we're very, very sad to leave. Mm-hmm. So coming into VP, we felt like it's going to be very hard to find a church that we will feel like, will feel like home. Mm-hmm. And was it the first week? First or second week, I felt like. I mean, right from the get go, we felt welcomed, and then the second week, people remembered us. Yeah, mm. which was just which like, is a good feeling, isn't it? Yeah. Very good feeling. <laughs> yeah, and it had a lot of similar qualities to our last church. Well, philosophically, there's some real similarities yes. too, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Our last church was not technically a part of the 3DM. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call it, group. Movement. Movement. Yeah. Uh, but did a lot of the s- similar philosophies. Yeah. So that felt very good to, to come into a church that yeah. felt almost like an extension right. of what right. we were at. The yeah. way Victory Point does ministry is very mm-hmm. similar to how mm-hmm. Hayden and I like to do ministry with neighbors and discipling people around you and mm-hmm. not trying to get them to church, but to bring them into your own home. Mm-hmm. And so... When we saw that, and we had known that about Victory Point from you mm-hmm. in previous years, but that felt very welcoming, mm-hmm. and not just welcoming, but like familiar, familiar, yeah. and in a very unfamiliar time, especially for me, of mm-hmm. moving to a place I've never lived before. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I, I, uh, I never thought you guys would stay. I'm like, there's no way they're going to stay. <laughs> um, I just thought that was too good to be true, you know. But so I, I'm just thrilled that you guys are part of the community. And not only for what I think VP can offer you, but for what you guys bring, you know, to the community. So well, thank you. Yeah. I love that. Well, let's jump into our passage for today. And Hayden, if you could read Matthew chapter 6. Verses 1 to 4. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. The very first thing I think of every single time I read this is mm. my dad. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that the way he that is operates? So I mean, he does things that, one, we don't even know most of the things. That's cool. But he doesn't. nobody knows. Hmm. Nobody knows all the things he does, which is... Amazing. I'm sure my mom does now, but <laughs> I'm sure there were times where she didn't. Go know. on, honey. Who, who, where's our money going? <laughs> she don't know. Um, yeah. And so he's been a great example my entire life That's of, awesome. of that. Um, yeah. Hmm. Just the whole idea of giving in secret. Um, it's not just giving. Like, it's not just his finances, but like... He provides homes for women from the Haven, which is like a what do you what kind of shelter is that? Uh, single moms, just kind of wim- women from in like, need. Well, from like abusive situations. Yeah. Sure. And so he had all these homes, and we knew about a couple of them, but not nearly as many as he had. And he would take us there to bring him Christmas presents and like the people that had the homes didn't even know he was the owner. He just played like he was some guy that knew a guy Wow! that got the home for them. And so we got to see that a little bit, but I'm sure there's even more than, than we even know. Cause sometimes he'd slip up and be like, we got to run here and do this. And I'm like, where are we? Why are you walking (laughs) into here? Like, so yeah, he was a great example of how, how to do that. In such a humble way. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Hayden, what jumped out to you? Uh, the reward thing came again. Up, came up again. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think it says reward four times in this passage. Yeah. And <laughs> something that Julie pointed out when we were discussing before was, I think you meant, I think it was Dwight, you back in a previous podcast or, or maybe Matt in a sermon talked about like when something is, when Jesus says something well, over and over again, mm-hmm. like pay attention. Right. So that just was a challenge to continue trying to figure out and interpreting like what it, what does this reward mm-hmm. mean? Yeah. It was like how many times? If he says it once, it's this twice, mm-hmm. but three times. You remember talking about that? Uh, vaguely. Okay. Yes. Yep. Now, does he actually say in this passage that your reward is in heaven? I don't think so. 
oh, well, you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven. Um, it does refer to heaven. So that your giving may be in secret, then your Father who sees what's done in secret will reward. It's future tense. Yeah. Future tense. But And then it also talks about the reward that you get on earth from other humans if that's what you're looking for. Right. That, that you, will be your reward. That, yeah. That's all you're going to get. If you're doing this for show, you're done. That's yeah. your reward. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be very short and probably not very sweet. Right. Like, yeah. not, it, not it'll very, be very fleeting. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. So when I read these passages, uh, including the ones that we're going to read uh, tomorrow and the next day, it seems like there's a, you were talking about upper line, lower line, or above line, below the line, mm-hmm. like the, um, like the most obvious lesson here to me is given secret, yeah, right? Um, and give so nobody knows, and your father who sees what's done in secret, he likes that, and he's gonna, there's gonna be a reward. Um, but it seems like there's another lesson that's sort of bubbling under the ground here, and that is he doesn't say if you give to the needy, hmm. he says when you give to the needy. Right there's a there's a bottom line assumption that we're gonna give to the needy, right? Yeah, that didn't pop out to me at first. Right. Yeah. Um, to me, that's like the the lesson under the lesson, you know, um, and and is convicting to me that Jesus has this baseline assumption that if you're gonna follow him, this is just something you do. Mm-hmm. It's part of the part of the Christian life. Something that also. I was thinking about too is like he doesn't say when you give money to the needy. Mm. So people could be needy for financial reasons. Good point. They could they could just be needing time. They could need a house. They could need a house. They could need their <laughs> their yard mode. Like they could just need someone to talk to, like child care. Yeah. There's an endless list of things that we could give to the needy. I love that. Yeah. So what what do we learn about God in this passage? Like, is there, does Jesus sort of give us any hints as to the character of God? He's humble. He doesn't do things for the big show. That God is humble. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, you look at, you look at, look at the way he gives us every breath we take, every car accident we don't get in. Every every little tiny thing we do, and he expects no praise or reward. Not reward. What could we reward God with? But no praise or even like acknowledgement that he gave us that breath. That's fascinating to me that God is humble. I mean, we know Jesus is humble, mm-hmm. right? Because it says it. I mean, he even says in Matthew 11, I think, he says, Follow me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. You know, we we know that the earthly God was humble, but to think that God Almighty in heaven is humble—that's that's a brain bender for me. I think it's a great insight, and we certainly know that He values humility, right? Because yeah. right. in this passage, Jesus is saying, "Do things that are humble." Yeah. So we know he values humility, so there must be the quality of humility in, in him. Mm-hmm. Well, there has to be. I mean, we 
are created by him. We don't have things. We can't do things that he can't do. Right. Or be. Very interesting. What, what does this passage tell us about humanity? Or what does it show us about ourselves? We love to receive the reward. <laughs> right on. Or we love the attention. Yeah. Too. Yeah, not the reward from him, but the reward from humanity. The earthly reward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is yeah. It it's hard to give it's hard to give something of your of your own freely. With no strings attached. Yeah. Like can you can you guys think of a time when I mean, maybe as an adult or maybe even as a kid where you're like, I'm going to do something really nice and, and I really want somebody to see it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> as an adult. Yeah. I'm like, I got up every month for the past four months with this baby and I've been so humble about it and nobody is acknowledging me and how it, but my outburst, oh, everyone knows that. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I've definitely felt. Yes wanting a reward yes for my behavior and i I think it's a i think it's a constant struggle like i feel like there's always a little bit of you that you're fighting to to not have come out Mm. like that you do want that a little bit it it always feels good it always feels good the automatic online giving Mm. part of me is like that is so not letting because you forget you are giving one you forget you're giving but i also feel like there's another part of it where it's like you're supposed to feel feel it, right? Like you're supposed to feel the – not the pain, but the, the, sacrifice. the sacrifice of yeah. whatever you're giving. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it helps with the – like the there's no reward because I forget I'm even giving it. So the person sitting next to me doesn't see me putting my cash into this offering. Not only do they have no clue you're giving, you have no clue you're giving. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. your right hand literally doesn't know. It literally doesn't know. Yeah. Right. So Betsy and I play this game where if if like I'm off working and she's home, when I come home, she's like, would you like to see all the things that I did around the house today? (laughs) And she... It's very charming, and so she'll say, I, I made some homemade granola, and then I cleaned the kitchen, and then um, – and it, it's kind of a game, but we're – she's actually asking for recognition, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and – it's smart, though, because otherwise she's not getting it. And she's like, <laughs> right. you didn't even notice. <laughs> That's, exactly. That's how I feel. I'm like, exactly. that toilet, it's clean. <laughs> right. Finally. So I've followed suit now. So now sometimes when she comes home, I'll be like, do you want to know what I did <sighs> while you were gone uh, so that you can praise me? Now, I think that's okay. Like between husband and wife, we're, we're, we're learning to appreciate each other. Yeah. Right? Well, you're also acknowledging what you need from the other person instead of hiding it and being like, I wish he noticed this. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think both of us would say, hey, we'll, we're going to do this regardless of whether they notice. Like, that's not our driving. But like you, you said earlier, I think it's part of our human nature that we all <coughs> love to be noticed when we do something righteous or good. How are we doing on time? Oh, we're we're at about time. Okay. So maybe let's let's close with what's one thought, 
one take take home thought from this passage? Like, let's say this is the first time you ever read this passage. Like, ooh, what's what's one thing you want to take away from this and put it into practice? I mean, a lot of what we've t- been talking about is just like, what are what are your intentions behind your mm-hmm. actions? Um, but I also something we didn't talk about was the word practice right at the beginning. Um, so for me, it's it's looking at both my intentions behind the things I'm doing, but also what am I not practicing? Mm. What what area of righteousness could I be practicing mm-hmm. or start practicing? Mm-hmm. Um, with the underlying tone of the intentions behind it, but yeah. to get into the habit of practicing righteousness. Right. It's mm. good. Julie, it's weird anything? because when you think of righteousness, you think of... I think of that negatively, but it, to be righteous is not a negative thing. Mm-hmm. It's just to practice it outwardly in front of other people. Right. Righteous for us, not for God. I don't think of that as a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just the assumption that we will be engaged in quote unquote acts of righteousness, that that's part of being a, a God chaser or a yeah. Jesus follower, you know? Yeah. Um, but we, we want to do it, uh, with the right motive and, yeah. and, uh, and do a lot of it in secret like your dad. Yeah. I think it's a great, thanks Pat. <laughs> thanks for, I don't know if you're listening to this, but I hope he's not. Cause we're not supposed to talk about those. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All the time I'm like, I'm not supposed to be saying this. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm sweating. All right. Well, God bless you all. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.